Hello, everybody. Um, November 4th was Robert's birthday, and um, Robert Maplethorpe's birthday. And it's always an interesting day for me. Uh, it's also the passing, marks the passing day of my husband, Fred Sonic Smith. So November 4th has many meanings for me. Um, I did want to um, read you something on Robert's birthday, which I didn't, but I thought I would read it now. And, um, yeah, so hope everybody is good. I'm going to read um, from page 52 on um, uh, from Just Kids, and I thought this would be a nice, uh, a nice place to, um, to begin. I'm always happy, actually, to read something to you. You know, some, I mean, maybe if you have a request and, or you want me to read a certain page of a book or something, I, I like reading. So, um, uh, anyway, I'm going to read this sort of a dreamy, uh, Sunday. It's very, it's unseasonably warm. So it's, it's kind of a strange, nostalgic feeling in the air. And, um, Anyway, this was 1968, and uh, actually it was the end of 1967. The end of 1967, it was my birthday, my 21st birthday, December 30th. For my 21st birthday, Robert made me a tambourine, tattooing the goat skin with astrological signs and tying multicolored ribbons to the base. He put on Tim Buckley singing Phas Phantasmagoria in two, and then he knelt down and handed me a small book on the tarot that he had rebound in black silk. Inside it, he inscribed a few lines of poetry, portraying us as the gypsy and the fool, one creating silence, one listening closely to the silence. In the clanging swirl of our lives, these roles would reverse many times. The following night was New Year's Eve, our first together. We made new vows. Robert decided he would apply for a student loan and return to Pratt Institute, not to study commercial art, as his father wished, but to devote his energies to art alone. He wrote me a note to say we would create art together and we would make it with or without the rest of the world. For my part, I made a silent promise to help him achieve his goal by providing for his practical needs. I had quit the toy store after the holidays. We both worked at FAO Schwartz, and although the toys were wonderful, I have to say it was a terrible job. 
This set us back for a little, little while, but I did not want to be confined to a cashier's booth. I was determined to find a better paying and more satisfying job, and I felt lucky to be hired at the Argosy Bookstore on 59th Street. They dealt in old and rare books, prints and maps. There were no salesgirl openings, but the old man in charge, perhaps beguiled by my enthusiasm, took me on as an apprentice restorer. I sat at my dark, heavy table, cluttered with 18th century Bibles, linen strips, archival tape, rabbit glue, beeswax, and binder's needles, completely overwhelmed. Unfortunately, I had no aptitude for such a task, and most reluctantly, he had to let me go. The truth of the matter is, I spilt a whole lot of rabbit glue on this very old Bible, and I was mortified because I was sure it was like worth so much money and so rare. But he later told me, as I said goodbye, that it was really just a an old book that was a bit moldy and very old with pages missing that he used to um, have, you know, apprentices tra uh, practice on. But, <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, it was covered with rabbit glue and, and he had to let me go. But such a wonderful store, Argosy, and he was so kind to me. I returned rather sad and it was going to be a hard winter. Robert was depressed working full-time at F.E.O. Schwartz, working as a window trimmer. It sparked his imagination, however, and he made installation sketches, but he did less and less drawling. We were living on day-old bread and dinty more beef stew. We hadn't the money to go anywhere. We had no television, no telephone, not even a radio. We did have our record player, though, and we drew back the arm so a chosen record would play over and over as we slept. Hmm. <laughs> that was the end of that part. Maybe I should keep reading just a little more. Or I can tell you about our records. We had... Um, I had Madame Butterfly, the box set, which my mother got me when I was very young. I had some Coltrane records like A Love Supreme, some Joan Baez records, a couple Bob Dylan records, and Robert had a box set of the history of Motown and, uh, and uh, some Vanilla Fudge records and Tim Buckley. And we listened a lot to Tim Buckley. But I just thought of something as I was reading that. It might not have seemed much that Robert decided to go against his father's wishes to study to be an artist instead of a commercial artist. But this decision, in making it, he had to give up a scholarship, a full military scholarship, and also lost the blessings of his father. His father wanted him to be a commercial artist and to pursue a military career. Robert 
left both behind, lost his apartment, his scholarship, and a little stipend from his father. But he did it because he believed in himself and he believed in himself as an artist. Nothing wrong with being a commercial artist, but that wasn't his path. And he sacrificed a lot to continue it, to go down that path. So that's a little bit about Robert. And uh, I know that uh, I'm a little late. Happy belated birthday, Robert. And um, I will uh, I will talk to you soon. And um, I think uh, very soon. So good night, everybody. And um, yeah, full moon is coming, a big full moon and a partial eclipse. And I'll talk to you then. Bye.